Welcome to Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And we are excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways. Think of it as rent-a-best-friend for when you need us. We will talk, share, and laugh together. We hope this podcast can be a place to give women permission to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Leslie. How are you? I'm good. Good. And welcome to everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yes, we're excited that we get to be with you again this week. I hope everyone has had a good week so far. Mm -hmm. I know my week started off a little bit rocky. Mm-hmm, what happened? <laughs> so I got my shingles shot. Say that five times fast <laughs> with five cups of coffee. Yeah. So I went and had my shingle shot. Mm-hmm, welcome to 50. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So at 50, they recommend that you get a shingle shot to prevent yourself from getting shingles. And I don't know <laughs> if anybody's had shingles. Yeah. It is terribly painful. Some of you may know grandparents or parents who have had it. Mm-hmm. My dad. My dad experienced in his 70s awful. So anyway, two years ago, it was recommended. Right. (laughs) Took me two years and I finally got it. And my pharmacist, who I've become very friendly with. In the professional In the professional sense. (laughs) Darn it. Darn it. He's off, girl. He's off. (laughs) We won't go there. Okay. So I get B12 shots every month. I see him very regularly. We have just developed a friendship. Before he gave me the shot, he said, just to warn you, this is one of, in my experience, has been one of the worst side effects of shots, vaccines. So he's had with a lot of his patients. I wish someone would have told this to me. Right. Because I had it a couple of weeks ago before me and it knocked me down but I didn't think anything of it he simply asked me you know where's your drum in an arm so I'm thinking my arm's gonna be sore yeah all right it's gonna hurt same the arm all right no big deal I've had shots you know a bazillion times and in the last bazillion years of vaccines etc no problem gave me my shot my arm was a little sore right away like I felt the needle go home a couple hours in I'm like huh I feel a little off, but nothing of any consequence. Right. Another two hours go by and it was literally like I hit a wall. Bang, hit the wall, fell sideways. From that point on, I was horizontal for two days in my bed. I have never been that sick Yeah, from a shot. And I don't want to discourage anyone out there from getting it. Nor are we promoting or it. Nor are we promoting. So my experience and Leslie's experience, the side effects was just a doozy. So literally I was in bed for two days straight. My kids who are not children are 19 and 24 are like, mom, mm-hmm. mom. No, I was out. So it's good to be back here with you today. You were knocked out. Same with me. I was in so much pain. My hair hurt, my skin hurt. But when you are not expecting to be knocked out at your knees. Oh, yeah. And how do we, in our lives, when this happens, Mm -hmm. you get knocked out at your knees or you're at a point in your life that you thought you would be here and now you're not. Right. How do you find your direction? How do you head toward your true north or your true purpose? How do you encourage or or what has to happen in our lives when we get knocked out at our knees and we weren't expecting it? And that's a good question. Something happened to you last night which I'm sure some of you in our (laughs) age demographic can relate to. You get woken up in the middle of the night and it's almost a start awakening. Yes. So last night, 4.54 a.m. So this morning, Mm -hmm. I was awoken. And this time, normally it's like a menopause awake. I got to go pee. (laughs) 
<laughs> I need some water. Help my me, God. Hurts. My back hurts. Like creak, you know, creaking away here. But no, this wasn't in a panic way. So this was my eyes opened. And for whatever reason, I needed to write. It was thinking on this topic of finding your true north, finding your path ahead. Mm -hmm. And in that discovery, as I was writing literally a novel, Yeah, it was pages and pages. Again, this is five in the morning. Mm -hmm. Normally, I don't like waking early. I know. (laughs) I am not a morning person. But I was awake and alert as clear as I've ever been at five in the morning with a purpose. I'm just so proud of you for getting up and doing it. I think sometimes when I am in my bed, I'm like, oh, I got to get up for work. I got to, yeah, whatever. My day's going to begin in an hour. I don't want to do this. I feel like the activity of getting up and sorting out your brain and getting that down would have given you a better day, even though you missed that sleep. I don't know. Did you need that clarity? Yeah. Like it didn't affect my morning after the fact. Mm. So after I wrote for an hour and a half, literally in the dark, in my room with mm. my phone, in the middle of the night, in the middle of right, you would think I would be exhausted. It actually gave me a lot of clarity in that moment, mm-hmm. in those moments. Mm-hmm. We are at a young age, at any age, in search of our true north, yeah. finding our true north, finding our purpose, finding our purpose. I want to ask you that. What does finding your true north mean actually to you? I don't even know what that means. I guess what it means is it's even deeper or bigger, or it has more breadth than just finding my purpose. Because my north is what are the elements that allow me to reorient myself when I'm feeling lost or when I'm feeling scared or when I'm feeling inhibited. My true north is what keeps me focused on heading there. On heading forward, on moving forward, on taking So one step forward. Okay. It's not my purpose of what's getting me to my true north. Right. What am I looking at? Okay. My true north is what do I keep my eyes focused on Mm -hmm. in order to keep moving forward? You've talked about this with your kids. When you were in the dark, it was your children who got your bed in the room. Yes. My entire focus shifted on them surviving for them. I would say lots of people would say their family, their home, their faith, Mm -hmm. their spirituality. Those are your true norths. They're what help to clear the fog and keep you going forward, but they're not the end result. Right. In those moments for me, for example, it was very foggy, very foggy. So it was foggy with goggles, like binoculars, Coke bottle glasses, So the path was not laid out clear, but I knew deep down inside, I needed to move forward. And the purpose in that moment were my children. Right. So the purpose can change. Absolutely. That's a hard thing to trust. Yeah. That maybe in seasons in our life, the purpose changes. I don't know if any of you have experienced this. When you look back, when you're starting out, you are eager to try something new. You're eager to take a step into whether it's university, a job, a relationship, or whatever it may be. Yeah. And then over time, you start to accumulate doing things that make you feel good. Sure. Different things, different life experiences, travel, try a new job, try a new relationship. And when you're younger, those opportunities, I think, do they appear bigger, greater than they do now in my 50s? You have more options. Do you think? 
we always have the same amount of options. We always have the option to sell our house. We always have the option to travel. We always have the option to quit our job and start a new job. Mm -hmm. I think the perception from our culture is different because when I'm in my 20s, I am experiencing life. I'm sowing my wild oats. There is this positivity that comes with excitement, experiencing life and being brave and courageous in my 50s. If I'm doing those things, I'm being told that I'm in a midlife crisis. What? <laughs> How is that I... fair? No, that is exactly the truth. That is not okay. I am perceived as non-committal, flighty. Yes. So, yes. When I am doing this in my 50s, but rather wait. than just seeking knowledge or seeking experience. If I think about that statement, I'm experiencing this now in my 50s. Throughout my life, I did a lot of things. Yes, you did. I went to university. I started a couple companies. Mm -hmm. I was an actress. I thought about going to become a doctor. I was going to become a psychologist. I was a teacher. You lived in different places. I lived in different places. I experienced life. Mm -hmm. Everything that I did do, I did it with a thousand percent effort. And so now looking back at all of those things that I did, even though they didn't maybe amount to what I thought they were going to amount to in the process of doing it, looking back, they all are now amazing experiences. But at the time, it almost felt like, oh, Michelle, you are Mm noncommittal. You can't make a decision here on what you want to stick to. Right. Right. You're flighty. Even though all the things that I was doing now that I get to look back has led me to here. Here. And all of those experiences were amazing as I look back and think about. And memories, the memories and the people that you met and the connection. And the experience, though. I gained a multitude of experience. And knowledge. And knowledge in whatever that means for me now and for my future. But at the time, it's the same as when you go for a job interview. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know if it's the same anymore. I have not been on a job interview for a very long time. I have. Yes, you have. It's very scary. Yeah. And which is actually a good exercise. Just saying. Oh, totally. Totally. I have a fantastic friend right now who is changing careers and, you know, has an opportunity to go for a job interview that she might not choose this job. Yeah. we're of course saying to her, just go for the interview. You know, it's been 20 years since you've done that. Just go do that. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Right. Exactly. Yes. So again, these little baby steps. Yeah. Again, just it's knowledge. And I think I had this ability to see it as that it was an adventure right. when we were kids. Right. Right. When we were in our 20s, where it was just like, yeah, go do that. You're young. Why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm 50. I am young. <laughs> why not? Right. Why not me? Why can't I? Why not? During those interviews back in the day, if you had all of these things on your resume, you appeared that you weren't air quote stable, committed, reliable, reliable, oh, any number of right, things. all of those things. And so now they're asking us to put our resume into our page, right? So are they Which, asking us to be more succinct or like what we're trying to more articulate? See, I don't know. All of those experiences were experiences that would lead me to whatever I'm going to be applying for. Let's say if I were applying for a job mm-hmm. in the field that I wanted to be applying in. Yeah, doctors now. When you are applying to become a doctor, when you're putting in all your credentials credentials and all that, work experience, they want you to be full rounded people. 
Universities want this now. They don't want this. The 97%. Yeah. I did math. I did physics. I did biology. I mean, you got to do all those. Obviously, you're going to be a doctor. They want you to experience life. Mm -hmm. I saw this with my boys applying to universities where there were universities that actually it was an interview process. And in the interview or in the essay that you have to write in order to get in, they didn't just look at your mark. You either had to write an essay or biography Mm -hmm. or you did an interview. Right. In those questions, they are asking you questions like, when did you feel the most challenged? How have you contributed to your community? Mm -hmm. Give me a list of five different places you've traveled and how that impacted you. They want well. Yeah. Well-rounded. The whole package. Right. It's not just marks anymore. So I think back in the day, you would need to be follow those rules. I had so many experiences and so many different experiences. I will say they were all in the creative field. So they all had a theme. Sure. Because that's how you're designed. Right. That makes sense. It was always kind of looked upon as a negative. It wasn't a positive thing that I had all of this experience. What is the saying? Too much. What is it when you have a little, a little bit of everything? Oh, yeah. Of all trades, master of none. Is that the one? Yeah. That something like that. Okay. But do you know the whole phrase of that? Okay. Give it to me. Do you know it? Yeah. This one is the biggest misconception of quotes of all time. Okay. So the whole quote for this is... Jack of all trades, master of none are oftentimes better than master of one. The full quote is, Jack of all trades, master of none, though oftentimes better than master of one. Yes. That's a big aha. Uh-huh. This idea that to be expansive and to have breadth of knowledge and to be experienced in many right. scenarios, situations, circumstances yeah. allows you actually to bring more to, to the, the table. table. Right. And that's the thing. It never felt that way. It never felt like I was contributing to something because I wanted to try and, and experience a number of different things. Mm-hmm. But realistically speaking, people who did that were called vagabonds, right. gypsies. Exactly. It didn't take me really until recently mm-hmm. to realize, wait a second, I have experience. I have something to offer. I actually do have something to offer. And that felt amazing to realize in my own head. In your own head is the key here. Yes. To some extent, you probably knew it. I did. But, but to stop in the middle of the night and go, wait a second, I am a good person. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. I have something to offer. I have something to offer. Not just something. I have lots to offer. Right. Yeah. How do we convince ourselves that this is true of every single person? Right. My compass was all over the place. I was going east. I was going west. I was going south. And I went back north and then east and west. And I was all over the place. You know that image of, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like the scribble. This is my mind. Yeah. That was my path. And that was with a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. So the perspective that I changed last night was, hold on a second. All of that craziness was fabulous, leading to where I am right now and realizing that, yes, I actually do have a lot to offer here. You know, when Jeff and I moved to France, everyone thought we were crazy. Mm -hmm. This is what I would often hear from people is, oh, you're so lucky you can do that. And I used to go, yeah, you know, I am. I was grateful. But at the same time, I was like, what? Lucky? Why luck? Yeah, we had to sell everything. We quit our jobs. Jeff had a thriving company that he shut down. There was a huge amount of risk there. Right. It was, we weren't going to come back to jobs 
we, I could only defer my employment for a year and mm-hmm. stayed for two. You know, I have hoped that that company would take me back, but they didn't have to. Right. We rented our house so that we would have a place. We just made smart decisions. We thought through it. It wasn't impulsive. Right. We set ourselves up mm-hmm. and we took some risks, but we did it. And did it. anybody could have. Yep. It wasn't luck. I think maybe that's it. To some extent, I do believe that my purpose is predestined. I believe in mm. God that does do that for me. But within that, the messy that you talk about <laughs> and all the choices that I make, sure, I go off my path a little bit or I steer or sometimes I'm spun around in all directions. Yeah. But then I always know there is things or people in my life. And then when we're in those moments, there's a prompting that kind of gives us our next step. Yes. And I have experienced that. And I'm sure a lot of you, if you really think about it, it's this, what is it? This vibe, this calm, a peace, a peace that comes over you and you just know you're going to do it. A knowing. A a knowing. You know, there's fear. All those voices are kind of at the top or floating around your head. They still exist. They still exist. In the knowing, there still is the little devil and the little angel on your shoulder. Yeah, still fighting that battle. But the path ahead, you've got the pointers, right? It's like the horses that race that do the racing, the blinders blinders on. That's their focus. They know they're going this way and there's nothing that's going to stop them from getting to that finish line. Whether they come in first, fifth or a hundred. Right. They're crossing the finish line. You know you're going that way. Yeah. Yeah. I've experienced and I'm like, no, you have. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have had those. But I love that you said that. It takes stopping and looking back. Right. It's allowing that time for reflection where you can actually sit back and go, wait, when were those pivotal moments in my life? What was I feeling in those times? What was refocusing me? What was happening? And doing a little bit of work around what did the Yeah, it wasn't this, here you go at your doorstep. There was a morsel of something dropped, boom, which was the thought. Mm -hmm. And then after the thought, it was, yes, this is something that I'm going to do. Like it was just that process. And I trusted it. I trusted my compass Mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. Right. It was working. It wasn't glitching. It was pointing me the right way. That magnet was pulling me that way. But wouldn't you say that your compass is always working? You got to pull it out of your pocket. Yeah, it's in there. Damn it. Damn it. That's it. You, it's always working. You just got to pull it out of your pocket. You always have your compass with you. Yeah, it's always there. So that's it. It's just, okay, resetting. In those moments, I didn't question anything. Not really. You know what I mean? You're like, we're the voices. You hear the self-doubt. You hear the And things. I put everything I had into whatever that I decided to do. Yeah. Whether it worked out or not. Mm-hmm. But from every experience that I did that in, the compass was telling me to go this way. I learned something from stepping away from that and having a peak as if I'm watching on top of the mountain, the whole valley is all of my experience of life from a map of start to where I am now. It's pretty impressive. It's exciting. It's exciting. I think it's fascinating that you bring this up because (laughs) I have a business coach, Brenda Rigney. I don't know if Brenda, if you listen, but I just want to give her credit for this is when I first met her, this was the activity that she said I should do. Literally get out a piece of paper and map out a timeline of all your successes. And she said, literally from losing your first tooth, right? learning how to ride a bike, yeah, little things like me learning how to longboard in my late 40s or ski in my late 20s when everybody else I knew were expert skiers, all of these things yeah. to map that out where we look back at our life and think, I have something to offer. 
right? I have done some really cool things in my life and I have taken away something from all of those things. Even if they're little teeny tiny accomplishments, right? They don't have to be a university degree. They don't have to be whatever, you know what I mean? They don't have to be big. Nope. And the thing that we know is that sometimes the things that happen in your life are the example that you set by doing something small. Mm -hmm. Somebody was watching, whether it's your kids or a colleague or a friend, and they might never tell you, right? But that one thing that you did or that one decision that you made where you showed courage or strength or adventure, they watched that and they were inspired by that. Yeah, which is lovely and reassuring to know that possibly. Why is it that we wait until we're in our 50s to reflect? Maybe I'm assuming, okay, maybe I'm assuming maybe the 20s and the 30s do that as well. I think more so now. I Yeah. I'd but, say that my mom and dad were not reflecting no. their 20s, <laughs> but I think these generations are. Yes. Anything you take away from this, the pause to actually look at what you may have accomplished in your life, because it feels really good. Really, it's just for you in that moment. Yeah. And I actually think my mom did this. I think that is how I learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. My mom more is very good at this. I see my dad is very good at this now too, but wouldn't have been as a 20-something male. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no touchy feely, yeah. sensitive male thing going on. There. Right. I love that our generations are shifting toward this because I think true growth can only happen when we are self-aware. Absolutely. And self-reflective. Yes. The hard part again about this is you see some stuff you don't want to see. Very much so. If I'm going to be really honest, I'm self-reflecting or I am asking people questions about, hey, what do you see when or what do you think of? Or mm-hmm. when I actually sit down and realize some things about myself, it's, it's hard. There's some messy. There's some things I don't like. Absolutely. But even that, again, if you can just step away from that for a second and just look at the entire picture and take what you can from each of those moments, mm-hmm. messy or not. Yeah. Ugly or not. Ugly or not. And not beat yourself up. It's like, okay, this is the process. Yeah. That will get you to a better outcome. Absolutely. Acknowledging some of those hard things about myself. I hope has made me a better person. Right. Absolutely. That's the really hard. Everyone's experiences are up, down, all around. Not to say that, oh, just snap your fingers and take a step back and look at your life. No, but the thing is, is learning that that's actually normal. Yeah. I think we've done for so long is beat ourselves up for the up and down, not knowing which way is north. But we keep beating ourselves up because for some reason, somebody somewhere along the road told us that we needed to go in a straight line. Yeah. No. Why? Why? I actually think that I was the most derailed in my life when I thought I was supposed to be on the straight line. And then the minute you fall off the line, you're like, oh, my God, failure. I've failed at life. It's over. Yeah. Rather than just like dust yourself off, like get back up. Yeah. And this moment in 52 years old, I never expected to be here where I am at this moment with whoever I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. But here I am. Yeah. And in the meantime, even though I'm in a pause of what my future may look like, I know I get to look back over the valley and see all of the things that Oh, I can actually give myself a little tap on the back. Take that second right now to think of one thing, one thing that you accomplished in your life that made you feel good, regardless of its outcome. Mm -hmm. Do that right now. Give yourself a tap. Everybody tap, tap, tap. And appreciate, okay, I'm not so bad. I have made my contribution so far so good. And I'd say for women, this doesn't need to be in the corporate world. Right. This is you have... (laughs) <laughs> Three children alive. 
Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I hope it was more than keeping it alive, but yes. some days it doesn't really feel like that. You know, whatever we do in our homes, in our communities, in our organizations, that is where you are called. Right. You can be proud of giving your best self in whatever Every situation you do, then it was a big thing. Right. Absolutely. And look back into your youth. Oh, yeah, that's good. Why not? Like, why not look back into your youth when you were just you without being, let's say, a mama or a leader or a spouse or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's not selfish. It's not self-righteousness to give yourself that pat on the back for something you accomplished that you feel good about that has nothing to do with anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's okay, too. That's part of your journey. That's part of the compass finding your north. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. All of your experiences. The hard part, though, then is what in your life has given you the courage or strength to brush yourself off and to go. But other things, where does the determination come from? What what things? I mean, that's... Well, practically speaking, how do we do that? How do we find the true north? That's a great question. For me, it's my faith. Yes. I have deconstructed it. I have walked away. I have come back. I have been angry. I have been mad. Me too. Yes. Oh, there's just so much of it. Every time I walked away or been angry or deconstructed it and come back, it is my faith community and my faith that has kept me moving forward. Right. It is what I know about my truths that has allowed me to take the next step to keep moving forward. I do agree with that. Not as strong as a light for me, but always there. So then it's the willingness. I have the willingness and hope to want better. We get one chance at this life. And I'm sure everyone hears that all the time. You get one chance. Parents are aging. People around me are passing away or very sick and going through hard, hard, hard times. It's just, hold on a second. Time is short. Yeah. If I can't appreciate and acknowledge my life up until this point, then what's the point? Yeah. So that therefore will move me forward, hopefully, to whatever's coming next. And being open to it and knowing that even if I'm off kilter here and there and I'm going all directions, I still have the option. Always, everyone has the option to bring that compass out and point you to the right direction. And looking for the better possibilities. It's okay to do that. Yeah. To constantly be seeking better and more. Now, there's all kinds of controversy around that too. Okay, so we're not satiated. And so we live in this place of discontent. Right. The winter of discontent that we're always in because we're seeking more, better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what if that's not in a place of discontent, but just a place of, I believe that I can give more. Yeah. So let's try better. Let's try it. Let's try more. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with trying more. And who's it hurting? So I guess the thing that I would say is that still comes back to a place of I'm thankful for what I have. Right. I am happy here. Even if you're not happy, you can be content in this moment. Be present in this moment. Yeah. Happy is a hard word sometimes. Yeah, that is. I will say quickly, someone asked me that a long time ago. I was on a date. Lovely gentleman. Lovely. I just wasn't ready for him. He asked me, what makes you happy? Mm. And I freaked out in panic because happy, what does that mean? 
I think this is the difference. I'm wondering, just unpacking it right now in my head is this idea that when I am seeking more and when I talk about looking for better, Mm -hmm. the way that I would look at it is it's not to fill me up. I'm already full within my community, Mm -hmm. within my faith. I actually am full. So when I am seeking more, it's not randomly grasping for straws and trying to fill a hole that is big and empty. Okay. It's actually in the attempt to fulfill my greater purpose. What more do I have to give? What more can I do? I get to go out there and go on another adventure. I get to experience new people, more community, exactly. giving, gratitude. It's with the intent of giving more, not seeking more. Yeah. I believe I have more in me. At 50, I have more to give. And that is what I am seeking. That's intense right there. And at the same time, (sighs) let's say, yeah. And scary. And scary. (laughs) And messy. And messy. And ugly all at the same time. (sighs) Which all of it, take it, bundle it, give it a hug. Well, that was a lot to unpack. Yeah. Thank you. Gee. Thanks for letting us go there. Yeah. Everybody. And today, just give yourself a pat on the back. And wherever you are, understanding that you are where you're supposed to be right now. Yeah. And trust trust that. Yeah. Trust that. If it's hard to do it alone, do it with a friend. By the tribe. Who loves you. Yeah. Peace out. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for making time to be with us. This was Life Consciously Uncurated. We hope that our stories give you the permission to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.